Monday night features a rematch of Super Bowl 57. There have only been four instances with the two teams that participated in the Super Bowl making their conference championship in the next season, with the last being in 1993, when the Bills and Cowboys also met in a Super Bowl rematch. Back with Ms. Kimberly Martin, Damian Woody, Dan Olofsky. Dan Olofsky, we'll start with you. Better chance at a Super Bowl return. Chiefs of the Eagles. Mr. Stephen A., I would say the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, one, Chief-centric. I think because of the way that they can play defense. And early down, Steve Spagnuolo and their run defense, their run pressures, and then mainly their pass coverage unit is awesome. Called the game in Germany versus Miami. The adjustments that they made, the way that they played physical at the line of scrimmage and handled their motions, their pass defense is awesome. If, if I just want to like look at them versus somebody in the AFC and I say, what offense really scares me when it comes to playing against Kansas City at Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati can get that all, that defense mainly because of all the man coverage that they want to play and the talent disparity, not disparity, but how good a Jamar and TR with Tyler Boyd is that three. That's the one team that I go, oh, oof. That, that's a matchup that would, that would have me hesitant about Kansas City's defense. And then with Philly... I get concerned about their pass coverage matchups wise. I don't. I think they have to figure that out health wise. Also, I do believe that San Francisco, when they're healthy, is the best team in the NFC. I think they're most they're the most complete team in the NFC. It's the most attacking defense in the NFC. And Brock Purdy is the quarterback that I don't want to say like is best suited to go take on Jalen Hurts, but we've got a lot of evidence that he plays in that offense at a pretty darn high level. This one was tough for me. Uh, I'm gonna say. Eagles, really because we talk so often about the Chiefs and their offense, and we know how reliable Travis Kelsey is. We know they have the best quarterback in the NFL. But but when you look at their offense, I just want to know who behind Kelsey is the next guy that we trust. Like, who's going to step up? I feel like we've watched a lot of games where Travis Kelsey hits guys, dropping passes. I wonder if... This is a situation where we are too reliant on Travis Kelsey. Can you sustain that? The defense, I'm thrilled by the defense because they had always been the Achilles heel of this team, and we never worried about the offense. I think it's switched now. Um, so it's really tight for me, but I would just say I would just go with the Eagles because of my concerns about the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. This is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has ever played, yeah. played with yeah. since he's been in Kansas City. I think you saw the investment in a lot of young players. I think you're seeing the fruits, you know, come to bear now. We're playing a lot of young players, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the secondary last year. Now this this unit on this side of the ball is one of the best units that they have in the in the, in the National Football League. Listen, as much as we talk about the, the second receiver for Kansas City, I get it. It's something that hopefully at some point, you know, this, the, down the stretch they'll 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 figure out. But I don't worry about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like I, like they got enough. They got enough. They can score enough to get through the AFC because I like I think you brought up a good point. Who really scared if you're Kansas City, you're surveying the field, and oh by the way, if the if the road comes has to go through Arrowhead, right? Who do you feel like can come into Arrowhead in Jan oh, in late said, January well, in, in late January in late January well, and come, and really come beat? Look what you. they did to Miami offensively. Right. Miami's it, throwing it around it, Everybody essentially, right? And it, Philadelphia it, did a good job. Yeah, of like- exactly. So I, I think that you know, when I look at Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, you know, is a team that they're, they're they're strong in a lot of different areas, strong on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Yep. We know about their secondary as being a an Achilles heel, but I look at the teams in that in that like San Francisco. 
as much as we talk about like their three games losing streak, that also coincide with injuries that they had to key players. When San Francisco is at full strength, I think they're the best team in the conference. Yeah, right. Then you got to, you know, mm-hmm. Dallas is going to factor into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just think, the, right, Detroit as well. I think the road is easier well, in the AFC. Let me, let me chime in here. Here's why I'm going with the Chiefs for the answer to this question. Number one, we just talked about how the Chiefs' defense is, is, is better than it's been in years. Yeah. And it's the more effective uh, uh, thing that the Kansas City Chiefs have going for them. Their defense is more effective than their offense thus far. How long do we think that's going to last with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? And Travis Kelsey. We have to believe, at least have the confidence that they're going to figure it out. In that regard, offensively? Uh, offensively, number one. Number two, the Eagles have the 28th-ranked pass defense. Okay? So I'm thinking about the teams that they'll go up against. You got Dallas with Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott is everything, everybody else want to say that he is, right? We got the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff. Okay, we can't, can't ignore that. We've got Brock Purdy with Debo back, with Kittle still there, with a Christian McCaffrey, assuming – all of their pieces are in place with Kyle Shanahan's play-calling ability. We've got that, and we can't ignore Seattle, regardless of what we saw happening them against Baltimore, regardless mm-hmm. of the couple of losses they suffered this season. We've got to take into account the fact that Geno Smith clearly has elevated his level of play. We've got to be impressed with that brother Pete Carroll. As a coach, has proven he knows what he's doing because we've seen Russell Wilson look better with him than without him, even though Russell Wilson has improved under Sean Payton this season. So I take all of those things into consideration. I look at that. And then last but not least, I also have to look at Jalen Hurts. Since the Jets game, averaging about, they ran for like 63 yards over the last month or so, averaging about 2.5 yards per rush from Jalen Hurts. He's not healthy. If he were healthy, we'd see a better version of Jalen Hurts. He's still to complete 75% of his passes, you know, over this winning streak, of course, right? About eight touchdowns, one interception. But the bottom line is, we don't see him running the football effectively. Right. And his mobility being limited makes him, a, now I wouldn't say a stationary target because yeah. he's not that bad off, but he's clearly not himself. And I look at Patrick Mahomes and I see them projecting this way. Right. And I see Jalen Hurts, unless he gets healthy, I see Philadelphia's offense at I, the very least say, being stacked. I will say this. When the, the run element for Philadelphia in their offense is so critical. I know that A.J. Brown has is, is been a monster in the passing game. We, we know that. But when you have when you have Jalen Hurts, when he's able to run the football, it changes the complexity of their offense. Sure. Because then you know this, it's a numbers game, right? Like mm-hmm. when you have a quarterback that can run, it does wonders for the your rushing. The question is like why Philly isn't doing it as much this year? Is it a philosophical and, and that's before thing? the injury? Right. That's before the injury. Is it right. like hey, we're not doing it with Jalen anymore? Because of the financial investment, is it we are was going be- to do it as the season goes on? Was it because of last year when he got hurt at the end of the year? Right. Like that's, or are they saving it till they get to the back end of the season right. and or the playoff time? Or is it because of the knee? Because th- like that's a little bit of the unknown with this football team. Because I could see organizationally going, well, we're just going to save it. We know we're a great team. Yeah. We know that if, as long as we stay healthy and do our thing, like we're going to be in the playoffs. Do they hold it for the playoffs? And then all of a sudden, it's Jalen getting eight carries a game in the playoffs, and you're going, oh, my gosh. You know, you're catching teams by surprise with it a little bit. Or is it be going because of the, the knee injury? Because then that does change their, their overall offensive outlook. That, like, that's the thing. I'm just curious, um, because you guys make excellent points, but, Stephen, you talked about we should have confidence in Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey to figure it out, right? Why, do, why would you not have confidence in an Eagles team that we literally just saw go to the Super Bowl. Oh no, no, we just because we're talking about the health of Jalen Hurts. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, and Goddard. He got hurt. And and I think, like, not having C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a big deal. They were going to have that and Avante Maddox. And yet we talk about, final word, we talk about all those things, and yet what is their record? Fair enough. Yeah. By the way, by the way, by the way. No such thing as final word from anybody else. That would be me. And by the way, since somebody over here constantly, you know, reminds everybody she's at the game struggling in that Cleveland or Baltimore weather, doing her due diligence covering NBA, I'd like to mention that, you know, Philadelphia, Dallas, as busy as I am, I was at that game. Last night. You was in the Celt- suite, though, weren't Last you? night, the Celtics, the Celtics and the Sixers played. I took my baby girl there. You know, I was okay. I was at the game too. You know what I'm saying? So I was there as well. I just wanted to throw that out. 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 I didn't get the last text I had from Stephen A. Yeah, yeah, I was busy. I was busy. I was busy. You sent me a clip in your studio. I was busy. That's fine. That's fine. But I was with my daughter last. It's a great studio. It's a great studio. Studio is fly. I'll say this. Let me say this last thing about the city. By the way, it looks kind of like my suit. Didn't we say final word already? I don't love the royal blue on you. You lost your damn mind. But you know what? Can I ask you something? I ain't knocking nothing, but a, a, a man's opinion about how I look doesn't really matter to me. I just I want the like world to know. I just want like to ask you about the tie. How come you, do, you like, your your collars go so in? Like, you, you I like it like that. I like it like that. I don't buy cheap shoes that need button to keep it in line like you do. Cheap shirts. I, you know, I pay. I come out of pocket and pay for my stuff. Coming up! Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Yesterday, we got the surprising news that Deshaun Watson will miss the rest of the season after needing surgery to repair a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Poor timing for the Browns, who are in the thick of things in the AFC North. Here's Cleveland GM Andrew Berry on how things, how he thinks the Browns can respond. That's the beauty of it, um, being a team sport and having those opportunities in front of you. I think about, you know, even most like recent history, um, you think about you know 2017 with the Eagles, where you know they won a Super Bowl with a with a backup quarterback, or you even look at San Francisco last year, where they got down to their third string quarterback and um, you know made it to the NFC Championship game. So um, it'll never be about one person. Um, again, we're devastated, we're disappointed for Deshaun, but we're excited about what lays in front of us because we have an opportunity to finish the job. Now, yesterday, right here on First Take, I made it very very clear. I thought the Cleveland Browns. Playoff chances are over. It's evaporated. Damian Woody, we'll start with you. Do you agree? No, I do not agree. I, I do not agree. I think this this Browns defense, they are a championship-worthy defense. They are the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Number one overall. Number one on third down. Number one pass defense. They're statistically like first in almost every statistical category. They are good enough to pull this Cleveland Browns team 
over the hump and get them in the postseason. I think, listen, we know that they starting, you know, DTR, the, the rookie at, from UCLA quarterback. Okay. Um, you would you would think that the the you know the way they're going to try that they're going to run him, they're going to utilize his legs. You know, he's an athletic guy. Exactly. I mean, he's not a he's not a bad passer. He's yeah. really not, he's I not. A, that, you know, it, he started one game this year. Would which yeah, he I found know. out like two hours before the game. Yeah, game. I mean, and then yeah. it was Baltimore's well, defense. Right, exactly. Like being thrust into yeah. in that type of situation is not you know it's not ideal for for a rookie quarterback. But my my point is that this Cleveland Browns defensive you know defensive unit they're more than capable of, of basically taking this team and getting them over the hump and getting them into the playoffs. Go ahead. Dan. I find it unbelievably disrespectful to everybody else in the AFC that we think are real contenders to say, yeah, they're fine. We had question marks that is Cleveland a playoff team with Deshaun, who had started to have moments that were better football. And now we're, we're not hesitant. to. I understand that defense is great. We're not hesitant to think that their playoff hopes are done. I think like there's a lot right now. The playoff hopes are very much so in question because – we're sitting here saying, I think we, we feel good at three teams are probably getting in, at least from this division. Yes. We'll see who. But let's say that Cincy and Baltimore are in. Let's just hypothetical, right? And then it comes down to Pittsburgh or Cleveland. So you mean to tell me Cleveland with DTR, we think they're better than Pittsburgh or likelier in the playoffs than Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Houston, Indy? Let me, let me ask you this question. At any point this season, was the Cleveland Browns winning because of their quarterback play? No. It's a no. good point. No, it's not a question. No point this year. Outside of outside of the second half against of the Ravens. against the Ravens, mm-hmm. this team this team wasn't winning because of but quarterback. I think it's even not, at bigger. not at all. No, that's a that's a fair point. I think it's even bigger than just the playoffs this year for for Cleveland, though. Like, listen, for oh, moving beyond this year, Cleveland oh, for yeah. Deshaun, the hope is that he gets healthy on the field, whatever. But he's going to be 29 next year, and he's got a long list of injuries right now. Okay. Going 2014 ACL, 2019 ACL, 2020 the and back, it, now the shoulder and, and ankle. And his cap hit jumps up dramatically. And he hasn't year. really played football in three years. Right. So I know like the big question, Stephen A., Kimberly, and D- Woody was like, why not P.J. Walker? I think they got to figure out what's the backup plan for next year as well because yeah. three years without football, the injury list, Again, hopefully for them and for him, he gets healthy and back playing football. But I, I think they got to figure out like what is the plan B at quarterback very much so, just as much as, man, can they get into the playoffs this okay. year? Make sure your answers are a bit more concise because you took away time from Kimberly and we're not going to do we're that We're not going to do that today. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to Damien's point, Where's excuse Molly, me, yo? To, to, to Gerald Levert's point, I, I agree. I think because <laughs> because this Cleveland Browns team is so good because of their defense, I don't think the loss of Deshaun is going to be as catastrophic as some people may think. I think if this were a guy who started the season playing well, but every week, the, and no one knows Cleveland better than I was, than I do. Every week it was, is he going to go? Kevin, is he playing? I think that uncertainty, at least now you know, going forward, that's a completely different story. But this season, the, the shame of it is, I, I would hate to see them waste this defense. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it's, un, it, it's unfair. This defense has to play close to perfect the rest of the way just to kind of offset a rookie quarterback. They're not going to be able to do that for an entire season. 
but I think they can still make the playoffs. I don't think they can, but a couple of things. I just want to take a moment to point out. First of all, we have an outstanding director who, by the way, is an HBCU grad or whatever. I do have a slight complaint, though. Number one, when Dan Olofsky says something like he said, where's Molly? You know, obviously I was laughing. Put that ISO shot on me so the world doesn't think I'm upset about that. That's number one. And number two, you should want ISO shots on me when my suit is this fly. Not them damn calves that he's showing to everybody, okay? We don't want to see that. We ain't his wife. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, Who, by the way, shouldn't want to see, shouldn't want to see the calves either, considering how cheap he was. He had to be coached into getting the first class. And oh, by the way, he didn't even pay for that. He bought a coach seat and then ended up getting a benefit from it. Don't even get me started with that. Secondly, again, I'm going to reiterate. When you have oh, on a suit good. this fly, this fly, there needs to be ISO shot. And by the <laughs> you know way, full what? full screen, full screen. Have you ever seen the movie Liar Liar? I'm a Jim Carrey fan. I'm a Jim Carrey fan. Can I talk about a rule that we should? I have a rule proposal. What? As host, Molly doesn't make the show about her. She highlights. Right. The guests that are on this show. She's such a fuck. Kimberly, you look real nice today. Daniel, that is an excellent point. G Wood, you bring in the smoke. You're talking Steve a lot. Steve May wants to be You're host. talking a lot. Commentator, You're talking a lot. Guests, You're talking a lot. Everything. Okay. All of this is true. You're absolutely right. Molly wouldn't do that. Okay. Molly doesn't have to. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it. Anyway, let me get back to Cleveland for a second, man. Let me get back to Cleveland because I need all the help I can get. I do, I do. We got to be honest about it. I'm not your Molly. I need all the help I can get. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, y'all. I look at Cleveland, and it goes back to the conversation, Damien, about what you said about the AFC. Look at all these teams. Look at all of these teams that's climbing the trust. We didn't expect Houston to be in the mix. We didn't expect Pittsburgh to be in the mix, okay? We did not expect that. And so when I look at the AFC South and then the AFC North, the other three teams that are in play. And then I think about Cleveland having basically a rookie quarterback. You're there now. And I'm thinking about, I know how elite their defense is. I get it. But so are the Jets. Jets got an elite defense. It might not be Cleveland's defense, but it's still an elite defense. Sure. But we've seen how they've struggled because of Zach Wilson. And I can't imagine that Cleveland is not going to suffer the same fate. That's where I'm coming from with it. And Cleveland's without Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Jack Conklin. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they they got some big injuries. Both both tackles, yeah. Part both. of it is we don't know who Dorian Thompson Robinson okay. is. is like, yeah. can he be Josh Dobbs? <laughs> like what Josh Dobbs has done with Minnesota? Hard then, to imagine. Yeah. But we don't know. Like, he can, could. Can he go be what Nick Foles was? And I think in what the, seventeen for the what Eagles. What the full week of practice? Right. I mean, can he go be who Dak was in twenty sixteen for the Cowboys when all of a sudden preseason Tony Romo goes down? Are we really going to go with Dak Prescott? Ends up being Rookie of the Year. So. Part of it is like we have no idea really who this young man is. Really good in the preseason, had to start one game, and you know it, the speed of the game was the obvious aspect. But yeah. we don't like if he performs like one of those three quarterbacks, then Cleveland uh, could stay in it. My whole point was this was never a quarterback dependent team. No, I think it, that's the point. You know, and that's why I, I think they can squeak into the playoffs. Now, doing, doing anything, making damage in the playoffs is a totally different story. Mm-hmm. But I think they can squeak in because they were never a quarterback dependent. Just and by the way, the one game we saw him in, it was a 28-3 loss to Baltimore. 21-3 like that. Yeah. 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 But, like, it, it but would be shocking. Game, literally that game, we were watching Deshaun, war- Deshaun warm up and decide if he can go. And then they went to the kids. So, I mean. As opposed to being able to plan for the kids. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think, like. Again, the teams that we sit there and say that they might be or likeliest contending to get that playoff spot would be Buffalo, Cincy, Houston. I mean, at some point, the quarterbacks the qu- matter in yeah, these conversations. Yeah, yeah. I got you. You're finished, right? 
Service, very good. Oh, very good. Oh, very good. You know I mean, this is important. I mean, we have to have rules and regulations. You understand what I'm like saying? The, we're like going to make sure. Proposal. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm telling you right now, yeah. I got Mama Mama Martin on speed dial. You better watch him out. I'm trying to tell you, you know who side she's going to take. Coming up. Hey, Molly Karam here. And thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's get into a quick take here. No Giannis, no problem for the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Damian Lillard stepped up with 37 points as Giannis had a rest day. Milwaukee wins their second straight and are tied for third best record in the Eastern Conference. I love this. Let me get this out of the way right now because Damian Lillard showed up. Everybody's tripping because he had missed two previous games. When he showed back up, he only shot, scored 12 points on, on what is it, three of 17 shooting. He's Damian Lillard. There are certain people that have earned the right, that have earned the right not to be worried about in the month of November going into December. This is Damian Lillard, Dame Tom. He ain't brought, they wasn't brought to Milwaukee to show up in November. He showed out to open, to open the season when it dropped 39 for crying out loud. I'm looking at it right now. Only had six the next game. Came back, scored 25 the next game. Scored 30 a couple of games later against the New York Knicks. Scored 34 against Detroit. What do y'all want? What do y'all want? Stop worrying about Damian Lillard. He'll be just fine so long as he is healthy. Make no mistake about it. I'm going to move on from that point forward. Hold on. Before I do, Wendy, you want to chime in about Damian Lillard? Yeah, I think Dame, I'm not worried about Dame at all, I agree with you, but the Bucks still rank 24th in the league in defense, that's not a contender ranking, and also, Giannis and Dame, when they've been on the court together, are still getting outscored, they're still not playing well together, so I'm, I'm fine on Dame, but I'm still worried about that mix coming together. Uh, there's no question. I mean, defensively, we knew there was going to be some kind of lapse because Damian Lillard is not Drew Holiday when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. But Drew Holiday ain't Damian Lillard when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And that's what we're talking about. Let me move on to an additional quick take with you, Wendy. Checking in on the West Coast where the Dallas Mavericks are in second place after big performances by Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luka Doncic versus the Wizards. Wendy, are the Mavs legit contenders in the Western Conference? Not in my mind, although they definitely are one of the best surprises in the league. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to sound like an old school, you know, guy talking about defense. They rank 25th in defense. 
They are awesome on offense. Tim Hardaway is having the best shooting season of his career. Luka Doncic is having an MVP-type start to his season. Grant Williams has been a tremendous addition. Think of the Celtics that held on to him. Oh, my gosh. Yep. But they're 25th in defense. I can't take a team 25th in defense seriously. Also, they've played the third easiest schedule so far. So let's check back in on them in a month. And if they're still here, we'll have a different conversation. And not only that, Wendy, let's remember that we haven't even brought up Luka Doncic getting that Kyrie Irving. We don't know how serious that was, whether he was really, really joking or being serious because of uh, Kyrie supposedly, allegedly being tied before a game. But you never know as the season progresses when your 25th, 25th ranked defense really comes in the fold and teams start taking advantage of you like we saw them take advantage of Dallas as the season waned last year. If anything could be problematic, not between those two specifically, but just turmoil from a team that's not playing any defense. I think we got to keep our eyes on that when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks outside in, the, in the Western Conference. Let's move on to more action in the association. Elsewhere in the West, we had the Kings in L.A. taking on the Lakers. Sacramento got big games from De'Aaron Fox. Kevin Herter and DeMontis Sabonis as they rolled the Lakers 125-110. LeBron had a triple-double as AD struggled, contributing just nine points. The purple and gold are 6-6, six and six, a mere 500 team to start the season. So, Wendy, how far can LeBron carry the Lakers? Not that far, and he knows that. He knows without Anthony Davis, this is not a contending team. And Anthony Davis's performance in this game was once again unacceptable. The modest Sabonis comes in, outscores him by 20, out-rebounds him by 7 in a game that was decided by 15 points. LeBron, at age 39, is the second oldest player in history to have a triple-double. And I know it was the second night of a back-to-back, but Stephen A., it was not a stressful back-to-back. They played at home the night before, blew the Grizzlies out, and AD and LeBron sat the fourth quarter. So, you know, you can't give AD the break on that. And he said after the game, it wasn't his hip. His hip, he's had that hip injury recently. He just said he played bad. Look, if you can't raise your game to meet the opponent, and in this case, the Kings came into this game and got up by 20 points in the first quarter. Again, the Lakers falling down big in the first quarter. They are just not good enough. And it's not just them. It's also the strength of the Western Conference, with the Kings being an example. By the way, De'Aaron Fox, nobody's talking about him. He's a averaging star. 30 points and 6 assists a game. He had another, another great game a last star. night. The Kings aren't even one of the top two or three teams in the West, arguably. You cannot compete in this conference at this time, and you fall down by 15 points every first quarter, and Anthony Davis only shows up part of the time. That's just the reality of the Lakers situation. Here's the reality for me, Wendy. I've said this on many occasions, and I'll say it again. Charles Barkley may joke around, and he calls Anthony Davis street clothes. I didn't think that was an accurate depiction. You're hurt, you're hurt, stuff happens. I call him Six Flags. Six Flags because he's a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get. Now, I don't need Forrest Gump and Mama Gump talking to Forrest Gump about life is like a box of chocolates. I'm saying it the other way around. You're a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. How in the hell do you have nine points? How in the hell do you go scoreless in an entire second half like he did earlier this season? This is Anthony freaking Davis that we're talking about here. We're not getting on him because he's not great. We're getting on him because he is great, but he repeatedly fails to show it. And I'm going to say this and put Wendy back up on the screen because I want to see him when I say this face to face. Wendy, we need to start paying more attention to Anthony Davis's conditioning. We need to start calling him out for that because guess what? If you're in shape, you don't have games like last night. Not like not with his greatness. Not with his greatness. See, the reason why LeBron could go out there and even having lost a step or two, still being great, still being revered, not just respected, is because when we look at LeBron James, what we see is a dude 
that potentially Father Time is chipping away at. But that's it. We don't see anything in his behavior, his mannerisms, his commitment, etc. That tells us he's not giving us all he has. We look at him physically and we know he takes care of himself. He's in shape. He's ready to embrace the challenge to the best of his ability for somebody in their 21st year in the league. Anthony Davis is damn near a decade younger than this dude. Okay. And Anthony Davis, for, for some reason, does not seem up to the challenge of being able to be consistent night in and night out. It's clearly not because of his skills. He's shooting 33% from three-point range. He's shooting over 50% from the field. We know he's got a J. We know he's got a back-to-the-basket game. We know he's elite defensively. He can rebound. He can block shots. So why in God's name does Anthony Davis seem out of it? You know why? Because his ass ain't in shape to the degree that he should be. He asked for a sub in the first quarter of this game. Say what? He asked for a sub in the first quarter. He has to come oh out in the first God. quarter of this game. Oh my. No, yes. we, we, we ain't going to – listen, I ain't going to speculate, but you're supposed to be able to be you, – you're an NBA athlete in your young 30s who's a superstar talent in this game. And how many times have I brought up when I was on the air with you, Wendy, when I talked about the reason why – we talk about, listen, Chicago's a beautiful city. It's too damn cold for me. For, I don't even want to be there from October through, through, through April. I don't even want to see that city because too damn cold. But it's a marvelous, marvelous city. Make no mistake about that, okay? But Chicago, L.A. with Kobe, Miami with D. Wade and those boys. I repeatedly praise dudes who produce under those circumstances because there are distractions. And they they never let it be a distraction. I don't know if Anthony Davis can handle being in L.A., on a day-in, day-out basis and representing Lakers lore the way a big man in an L.A. uniform is supposed to represent them. I'm talking about it in terms of conditioning, the commitment to elite conditioning. I just wanted to say that, Wendy. Let me move on to the next subject because punishment has been doled out after the scuffle between the Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves Tuesday. Draymond Green has been suspended for five games while Klay Thompson, Jaden McDaniels, and Rudy Gobert will find 25000 each. NBA executive VP Joe Dumas said Green's history of unsportsmanlike conduct played a role in the length of the suspension. Wendy, having said all of that, Draymond, is Draymond the biggest obstacle in a Warriors finals run? Not in my opinion. I think if you look at what's going on with the Warriors this year, they are being let down by their key supporting cast. I'm talking about Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson front and center. These guys are having the worst shooting seasons of their career. Clay's uh, scoring has plummeted. Wiggins' rebounding is down. His steals are down. Um, his shooting is the worst it's been. I mean, even Chris Paul having the worst shooting season of his career. I realize he's coming off the bench. He's not going to score as much. His scoring is way down. It is amazing to me that nobody on this entire Warriors roster, Stephen A., had had a 20-point game other than Steph Curry until the other night. And do you know who did it? Brandon Pajemski, their rookie wow. from Santa Clara, and Dario Saric, who got extra minutes because Draymond got kicked out. Those are the only two guys to score over 20 points other than Steph Curry on this roster. Never before in this run have we ever said that offense is a problem for the Warriors. These guys can't score. And regardless of what's going on with Draymond, they got to get better production from those guys if they're going to have any chance. I'm glad you brought up Clay Thompson because we all know that he's looking for a new contract. I remember that I felt that I didn't blame him if he never spoke to the media again when the media cost him a max contract because 
they didn't vote him at least first, second, or third team All-NBA, and Kemba Walker got it that year. And it cost them getting the max deal. A max for him was like $191 million as opposed to $220 million. So the media cost them $30 million. And I didn't blame Clay Thompson for harboring a level of animosity. Everybody knows while I call Steph Curry the greatest shooter God has ever created, I do recognize Clay Thompson as being one of the top five shooters in the history of basketball. That's how I feel about him and his marksmanship, his four championships, the pedigree. The fact that, you know what, when people try to clap at him like the Memphis did a couple of years ago when they were in the postseason, he clapped right back at them or whatever, even though he tried to give it to Devin Booker last year, and that was a mistake because Devin Booker is just on another level when healthy. But I do think it's we've reached a point in time where somebody has to put Clay Thompson on notice. My brother, you look like you have slipped tremendously. You said coming into the season that this would be the most important offseason and the most important preseason of your career. This is Clay Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to read this to you. Clay Thompson is shooting 42.3% from the field. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is shooting 34%, 34.2% from three-point range. This is Clay Thompson we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, for his career, Clay Thompson is a career 41.5% shooter from three. From three. I'm looking at his numbers here. From his rookie year, 41.4, 40, 41.7, 43.9, 42.5, 41.4, 44%, 40.2%. Okay? He is at 34.2% shooting. If Clay Thompson isn't shooting the ball at an elite level, what use is there? for him any longer. I'm talking about in terms of championship expectations. He'll always have a place on the team. He's a leader. And he's a damn great, he's a damn great player, future Hall of Famer. But the Clay Thompson that we're seeing right now, Wendy, I don't recognize him. I don't I don't know who he is. Yeah, the number I'm worried about, Stephen A, you is that he's he's getting three three less three pointers up a game, which means that he's having trouble getting open. Which means all his off-ball movement, he's not generating shots. Not only is he making fewer percentage of them, he's not getting as many up. And that's also worrisome. Yeah, because you can't get up. So, so in other words, you can't get open. You can't get shot attempts. This is bad. And by the way, he ain't going to get his money playing this way. He's not going to get his money. And this might be his last season in Golden State. Because if they don't give him the money, he's going to be offended by that. But if I'm Joe Lakeup and them at this particular moment in time, I can't knock them for making that call based on the way he's looking, Wendy. Appreciate you as always, buddy. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Welcome back. Big Thursday night football game tonight when the Bengals head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Big implications in this one with the FC North, a dead heat. Both teams coming off losses, but the Ravens look to sweep the season series. So, Dan, let's get right to you. Which is the biggest threat to the Chiefs, the Bengals or the Ravens? Oh, the Bengals. The Bengals are a bigger threat because if we look at, like, the Chiefs, I've talked about their defense and how great their defensive unit is. It's a phenomenal coverage unit. But matching up against Cincinnati, we know is not a good matchup for them because of Cincinnati's three wide receivers. The Chiefs want to play a ton of man coverage, and the Bengals are like, great. If you, if you want a single Jamar, we're going to throw it to him. If you want a double Jamar, we'll take T or Tyler Boyd and get them the football. And I think that their offensive line in Cincinnati matches up well versus a really good, really good defensive line in Kansas City. Baltimore defensively, I don't think that they can, like, slow down Patrick just because they don't have that elite pass rusher it's a good unit I don't think they have the elite pass rusher to kind of slow down what Patrick could do with his legs Mm -hmm. both really good teams but I think Cincinnati matches up well and best versus Kansas City go ahead Daniel what was the um touch screen that you did today on get up it was about the Ravens right what did you highlight with the Ravens that they do one formation and a bunch of different things out of that singular formation the bunch formation Mm mm-hmm but the point of doing, of highlighting that was very that. difficult to match up against. Very difficult to like play against because the Ravens, their offense, you do so much out of it. Yeah, and um, I think we also talked about how the Ravens, what we're seeing from Todd Munkin and this unit. Yes, it's different than what much we've different. seen. Much different. Okay. So what are you saying? No, is there a point. Yeah, there is a point. I'm listening. Go ahead, give it to us. The point is that when we look at the Ravens, this is not the same Ravens. We talk about Lamar Jackson being a unanimous MVP pick in 2018, 2019. And the wide receiver is completely different. This is a defense that has has better players. They have let games go this season, but the the record is still the record. And when we talk about the Bengals, we are literally went from one week, the Bengals are winning the division, to now the question is, are the Bengals out of time? So when you look at the division when you and the conference as a whole and who the Bengals have lost and you talk about who would be a, a, a bigger challenge to the Chiefs, mm-hmm. I would still say the Ravens. So would I. I mean, if five of their wins have come against the team, we're winning record. And when you look at the Baltimore Ravens this year and what they bring to the table, particularly defensively, and you look at the dual threat that is Lamar Jackson, I'm going to go with that. Joe Burrow is still not 100%. T. Higgins is out with a hamstring injury. I'm just looking at them right now, and I'm saying that Cincinnati has had problems from the beginning of the season. When I think about the team that's the bigger threat, to me it appears to be Baltimore because I think in order to beat a team like the Chiefs come postseason time, 
a guy like a Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to be an extraordinary playmaker at some point in time. And Patrick Mahomes is going to call upon you mm-hmm. to be that in order to pull that off. i got to ask you a question, Mr. Stephen A. Oh. So these two teams, your choice of Baltimore meets Kansas City in the playoffs. Potentially. Hypothetical situation, because that's what's attached sure, to this. Sure, sure. You're going to take Lamar over Patrick? In that game, you're going to say Lamar can get, get it done and beat Patrick? I think Lamar has to prove it. I wouldn't say his reputation warrants that because, as I pointed out to you right here on the set with me, I have not been pleased with Lamar Jackson having just one playoff victory yes, in sir. his career, which was against Tennessee. I know you tried to catch me in that, but I remember what I say, unlike you, who doesn't remember <laughs> what you say. And that's why you tried to catch I mean, we, me, but it's not worth it. But I will say this to you. What we're seeing from Lamar Jackson this year, even though he's got to stop turning the ball over in critical situations. Listen, 28 minutes and 46 seconds. That is all they've. That's all the that's time they've spent trailing this entire season over the first ten games. We can't ignore that we are seeing something a little different from Baltimore collectively than we've seen in the past, and I go with that to give them an edge over Cincinnati in terms of being a bigger threat to the Kansas City Chiefs and their reign as, as NFL. As I think it's Jets. a great stat. I will go, and I've said this for a month, and everyone hates on me for saying it. This defense, while it has been very good this year, has not seen an elite quarterback. They saw Joe week two when he was playing with one leg. Mm -hmm. And Joe played fine that game. I think Cincinnati lost that game by three or four. They haven't seen. What if they don't protect him? Who? Cincinnati? What if they don't protect him? Yeah, that's part of it. I think their offensive line is is the best offensive line that Joe has had. Now, Hankins had his way in Greenard last week for great for Houston. But this defense in Baltimore hasn't seen an elite quarterback. Here's my question. Dan, I love that we do a lot of shows together on Thursdays because the recall comes back. And I do believe that you talked glowingly about Jared Goff, right? Yeah. 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 Who beat down the Detroit Lions? But I don't think I've ever inferred that Jared is an elite guy. Like, hey, top five guy. Okay. Top ten quarterback, and he's played top five level, but he's not a dude. Okay, but most of it, we have... Top five, like how how many teams are playing top five QBs on their schedule? Like in all seriousness, like you have five. But you're going to have to face. I mean, realistically, to get to where you want to go, you're going to have to beat a combination of a Patrick Mahomes, a Joe Burrow, a Tua Tungavailoa. Like this is all projection, and I get what you're saying, but it's all projection. Like we assume based on the past that Cincinnati will figure it out because Joe Burrow is. And if you assume so much, why are you throwing Tua in there? You haven't done anything yet. Like, like you talk about, I want to stay. Wait, you talk about, I want to stay in what with Josh Allen. I want to look at what's in front of me. Yes. What's the Baltimore Ravens record? Like we are watching a team. We're watching a team. I'm sorry. No. Yes. yes. We're watching a team that is very good. What they're doing this season? Because I watch your little your little tape. Thing. Yeah, really good football. Really good team. football. Really, really good, good football, football team. So, I, so I just don't but, like. We're still waiting for the Bengals, who have all these, all their losses are in the conference, and you're like, I still believe. But what, what have the Ravens I've done? Seen, I've seen the, the, the Bengals' defense go up against good quarterbacks and play really well. Okay. Like, really good no. quarterbacks and play really well. I don't know if I've seen that from Baltimore. I don't uh, know how you read all that. So well, I, 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 I'm a man with many talents. Uh, so, Dan Olofsky, Kimberly, uh, Kimberly Martin, mm-hmm. before I get on out of here, you can tell the audience how great I was today. Okay, okay so yeah. pause. Um, I have some things. Uh, Dan and I... We discuss some rules for you when you are hosting. Number one, no talking about yourself in the third person. Yeah. That's just N- disgusting. Nor using the, the sexy. 
sexy voice gross. Refer to your guest. This is Shelton High School State Champion yeah. Dan Orlowski. Oh my god. I am Queen K Kimberly Martin. Queen K. You cannot reference the Dallas Cowboys ever. You have to invite all your guests to dinner, right. not just Daniel. Not cool. And you should compliment all of your guests, not yourself. Like talking about your suit, Molly would never. Yeah. So okay. you want to send a compliment to us at the end of the show? You got yeah. 15 seconds. Yes, you have 15 seconds. Compliment us. I really, really appreciate the expertise, but more importantly, how composed and disciplined you are with following rules and regulations. I'm very proud that y'all did that. Very proud. Very proud.